You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Rock Dog Radio, Pets, People, Pop Culture. The host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio with me, Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. I have a fantastic show lined up for you today. Lots of great topics. So stay right there. Hello everyone, I'm Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs, and you are listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. It's a rock and roll show all about pets, people, and pop culture. I'm live from Las Vegas, and I'm talking about so many things today. Of course, we're talking about animals, because that's what we do, and some other fun things in pop culture, and kind of a little bit of an update of what Jim and I have been up to this week. The, the day rolls around pretty fast, doesn't it, Jam Show Day? It rolls around very fast. I was just attending to Mr. Twix right now. <laughs> That's one of your jobs is mm. to tickle the dogs. <laughs> Before we get started with the show, let me tell you how you connect with us on the internet. And it's rather easy. And uh, on my website is VegasRockDogRadio.com. You'll find us on Periscope, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, Instagram. And you'll also be able to find us on our blog, TheRockAndRollDog.com. And uh, that's when we tell you who's coming on the show, who's been on the show, uh, with a link to the archive show, some giveaways and uh, reviews. And the last couple of weeks, I've written a couple of articles about products, my top, top favorite products. And uh, the one I just... Your top favorite products. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. My top favorite, best products for pets. Bottom favorite products? For pets. Oh, yeah. There's some bottom ones I would need. Bottom favorites? Not bottom favorites. Just top favorites. Top favorites only. Uh, The one I put out yesterday was my favorite products for traveling with your pet. And they make life so much easier when you buy the right products and you can be efficient and you can make it more pleasurable for everybody. And they can save you space when you're packing. Because I like to pack and take lots of options. Meaning lots of clothes, lots of shoes, lots of bags. Yeah, but you know what that translation is. What? I carry extra heavy oversized bags all the time because you want options. They're on wheels. I carry them. You do not. They're on wheels. I carried them up the stairs last time. You wheel them up the mm. stairs. 
I will never understand this. And I think airlines have made it very difficult. For if, someone to carry all their options. No, if I'm going on holiday, Jim, if I'm going on holiday, and this is a very British thing, we buy a lot of new clothes and shoes to go on holiday. We do. We love to have new stuff, dress up, lots of bikinis, lots of shoes, lots of options. Because you're going on holiday, you've earned it. You want to be able to dress nicely. I cannot stand those articles that say, how to go on a 10-day vacation with five pieces of clothing. No, I don't want to do that. I like that. It's very efficient. It's very, it's ridiculous. Very German. It's <laughs> Stop it. Well, it's very, very efficient. Well, I don't like it. Hmm. And I do not want to wear five pieces of clothing in different ways and wash them a million times while I'm away. And so I will never. Uh, airlines made it very difficult for but people. But then you can't buy things and bring things back with you because you bring too much with you. Uh, mm. No, yeah. I always manage to do it. I always. You I, get in I, trouble. Shopping is a she big. She gets in thing. trouble, and we have to offload bags. I'm telling you, people, this round. Not that often. Mm. But listen, why did I get onto that? I don't know. Oh, that was it. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Dog dot com, my favorite pet travel products. That's where I was going. And that's that's that. If we get time, I'll run through them at the end of the show. Um, and another one they did a couple of weeks ago was about the crash test approved harnesses and crates. And there are not that many of them. And there, uh, there's a lack of truth in advertising on pet products. And uh, you will see it. A little seatbelt clip. It's just a clip. That on the dog's collar on your neck? Nope. Very unsafe. In fact, the... Why is it unsafe? I'll tell you why. It's, well, first of all, it's like strangling your, your pet. If, you have to, if you're in an accident, you have to slam your brakes on. Think about it. If you wore a collar right now, Jim, and I yanked it back and you were fixed to a seatbelt. Oh, would, yeah. The people need to know yeah, why. Yeah. Oh, I thought you didn't know. No, I know why. <laughs> I'm thinking, who are you? <laughs> um, the Center for Pet Safety which is the organization that actually does the independent crash testing. Very expensive to do that too. When when she had the experience herself of buying something that said it was safe, she was going to be traveling, clip, clip, dog ends up um, injured badly. And she just, how can this happen? They said, this is a safe thing to use. And um, it became a passion of hers. So she started the first set of crash tests crash tests on harnesses and crates with just dismal results basically they all failed and it's rather shocking for everybody that did the testing and for her and she realized she was really on a mission then and uh, what would it take you know for someone to produce these products that would be safe if you were ever in an accident i have to slam your brakes on and um, one of the companies that stepped up and really wanted to improve their products and make them crash test approved is Sleepy Pod. And uh, not only are they beautifully made products, but they are crash test approved. And they will. They're la- actually crash tested, so that, yes. that's how they get that approval. Just the way they do it um, for babies and baby carriers. I think it's at 30 miles per hour. So uh, you can have a lot of confidence in their products. And there's another company, and it just slipped my mind. But they do a very good harness. And the harness, again, you're not clipping it in one point. The, your, whole, your seat belt in your car slides all the way through the two back handles in the back of that harness. And trust me, your pet can sit, they can lay down, but they're not wandering around, they're not twizzling around, they're not jumping around. They are secure. And um, I I found a big difference when I when I used one of them because um, I think with with anything, you're always just worried about, or even if you, if you transport a cake, I mean, you're worried about it flying off the seats or whatever. So there's always this automatic, stick your arm out, put your arm behind, you know, when you come into a stop and... I I finally got out of that habit, which was great because that harness worked and beautifully made, strong. It's a special um, fabric and a gel, I think it is, that distributes the shock should you have to slam your brakes when you're in an accident. Mm. So it is worth securing them in the car. But uh, you'll find that on the rockandrolldog.com. I'll put the links up on our Facebook page. 
so that was my so where was I going with all this traveling thing how did I get into the traveling because thing? you pack so many things oh no because I talked because you pack a suitcase about for the blog because I talked about the blog I also want to talk about where you can find the show after we've been live not everybody's available to sit down and listen to the show live but it's always nice when you do but if you can't you can go to iTunes and you can find us on there Vegas Rock Dog Radio you can also find our pet tip of the day and that's a quick tip to help you out as a pet parent, help your pets. You can also find us on iHeartRadio, one of the most popular apps out there. But if you happen to have another app for podcasts, you'll find us. Trust me, I just keep getting us uploaded onto all these platforms. I, we're getting close to 30 now. I added a couple more last week. But we want everybody to be able to listen to this show at their own leisure. Uh, what else? What else? What else? I think that's everywhere that you can find us on the internet. So let me tell you some news, Jim. Okay. Big news this week. Big news. Does everybody know about it except me? I think everybody knows about it except you. (laughs) Here's the news. Huge. It's huge. The unicorn Frappuccino made its debut at Starbucks. Oh, I heard the commercial today. Oh, there's a commercial? I figured you'd know about it. I I saw the ad, the print ad or something. Yeah. It looks very pretty. I know it's loaded with the sugar, <laughs> like loaded. And I think it's only around for a limited amount of time. A bit like a magical unicorn. You so know? you have to hurry up and get one then. I'm, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a fan of things that have that amount of coloring in them. I don't know how they color them. I don't know. Because, you know, E-numbers can make you go a little loopy, a little crazy, a little hyperactive. You mean E-letters? We call them E-numbers. Mm. Well, e twenty. That's an E and a number. Hmm. It's not E and a letter. Well, E numbers doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it's an E and then a number. <laughs> e and then a number. Yeah, E numbers. Go on then. There keep, you go. Keep going. Anyway, <laughs> why I brought this up. In Excel, that would be just a text box. I know that because I know Excel. Okay. All right. Good for you. I'll get you a, I'll get you a unicorn frappuccino for that. As okay. a reward. Thanks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, the reason why, this is what I love about this. Some people are just so creative. And this is my whole pop culture reference today. One shelter made the most of the launch of the unicorn Frappuccino and took one of its dogs to get a unicorn um, Puppuccino. Yeah. And magically, the dog came out with its Puppuccino, had a little lick at the Puppuccino, and turned into a unicorn. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I don't have anything to say. I'm just listening Magically, to the Magically, the dog was a unicorn. It had a little unicorn headdress on. This was a dog that was to be adopted, yeah? They okay. wanted to get it adopted. So my whole point is, it was a really cute video. It was very creative. And... Um, I'd, I'd shared it and said, you only have to believe and then you can become a unicorn and you can get adopted. So that was a very, very creative way to get the word out there about this gorgeous dog that uh, was looking for a forever home and the magical unicorn, Puppuccino, did it. There you go. Don't think it was That's clever. great. That's really unicorn clever. adoption. Very clever. Very clever. Now, if That's you're not piggybacking off the marketing, it's very smart. It's very smart because there are so many shelters and rescues trying to put the animals out there and and find them homes. And if you can if you can come you know, come up with something creative and and really you know be seen, it's a wonderful thing. Now, here's the thing: if you if your pets have not had a Papagino, it's not all it is. It's a very small, small, tiny, tiny, tiny Starbucks cup. And it has some of the, uh, we call it squirty cream. What do you call it? Whipped cream. Whipped cream. Whipped cream. So the unicorn one, I think, has some sprinkles on it. But I thought it was very, very creative. Now, similarly, I saw a cat shelter doing something very fun to shine a light on their adoptable cats. And what they did is they all dressed up and they wrapped a song about what are the cats? So they did a rap. So br- both of them are brilliant um, ways to get eyes on pets who need homes in, in these shelters and rescues and just increase their chances of adoption. So I thought it was very, very creative. So both campaigns clearly went viral. And, and that's what you want in any campaign. I mean, you're going to have some cases that are so, 
so so extreme and you need to get donations in or you need to find this home you know time's running out and you you want to try and create this viral aspect and and the thing to to do is to be creative it, it needs to be fun here's the thing when things are really desperate and and a lot there's a lot of re- research gone into this those negative posts the sarah mclaughlin song coupled with the ad is devastating. People say... They we, make people sad They about turn animals. off. I feel sad. I turn the volume down. I walk out of the room. That's not going to work. So they said, you know, when we when we put out things that are far more positive and fun and creative and unique, that's what gets these, these posts to become viral. And uh, viral's a good thing when you're working with animals and you're trying to find them forever homes and also bringing donations. So as creative as you can be is the way to go. It Now, you remember, Jim, they did the, the campaign that went viral that was the uh, pit, bull, pit bulls in flower headdresses. Um, the photographer put these gorgeous, they were like flower crowns on these pit bulls to get people to look at them differently because, you know, they get such a terrible time from mainly from the media in all honesty and then then people take what they see on the news or in on radio and they go and they believe it uh, about these breeds and so they have a tough time getting adopted and it was just one of the most beautiful um campaigns i've ever seen when it comes to pet photography so be creative nothing's too crazy because if it gets you noticed and it gets gets those animals into their homes or it brings donations in it's so worth doing um, you know, it reminds me today i was talking with Markevius from that I work in the show with. Yes, I like him a lot. And he loves his dog. He's, he's got a, a yeah. pit bull and, he, and just a baby, yeah. just a little baby. And he gets denied applications at apartment buildings. The apartment building where he lives now, yeah. in the main office, they have photo exhibits of the dogs they will not allow people to live and rent. Oh, hang on a minute here. Because we do not have breed-specific legislation in Nevada. I know, I know that. I mentioned that to him. And I think what it is is they're piggybacking off maybe a, a private uh, policy where they say you know certain size dogs are not available. But why are they putting pictures of certain? That's size pretty dogs? outrageous. That really makes me mad. That's not right. We're fighting against this this horrible image that's been put in the media about these breeds and it's it's not fair it's really not fair the, it, it's it's exhausting it's exhausting it's tiring people are sick of it because dog all kinds of dogs bite oh my goodness do you know how many labs bite kids because everybody said oh it's the family dog and what do the kids do they jump all over the dog or they pull its tail or they don't you know or they ride its back it's a, it's a lot, and because these circumstances, you're bound to end up with something going wrong when you get kids jumping all over animals, and you know, not not everybody has that much patience, and neither do some of these dogs. I wouldn't put up with anyone jumping all over me, pulling my hair. Well, here's the thing. I can put him in contact with with uh, very pet friendly apartments, Jim. So if he needs to move out and he needs another place. Just give him my information, well, and I will get him the right info. He said he got his dog a service uh, certificate just so he could prove to to the naysayers that his dog is kind and gentle and this, that, and the other. He goes, he can't believe how when he goes for a walk or to a dog park, how people freak out. I know. It's terrible. It's really and terrible. It, and it's just because of this, the last decade, that was the breed du jour for people to... Well, it just shows, though... Um, that you know by saying my dog is trained as a service dog what are you going to say now what are you going to say now about my breed i just think it's terrible oh it's it's exhausting i said very tiring i'm sick of seeing it on the news i've often seen it reported when it they've said it's that breed and it's not that breed and we've known for a fact the story in town and it's just like stop just stop get over it and while you're at it stop using the phrase gone to the dogs i'm sick of that too <laughs> it, it's just i'm sick of it <laughs> get a little bit creative we talk a lot about being creative well i can't wait to meet uh Marquibius's dog what's his dog's name I can't oh i know what it is grammy grammy because he's a singer right grammy awards 
He says, because when he gets his Grammy, he's going to say, oh, I already got one. This is my second Grammy. I think that's brilliant. But he's a, he's a nine, 90-pound baby, isn't he, Jim? Yeah. And he's beautiful, really beautiful. Um, yeah, that, that just irritates me beyond. That irritates me beyond because we, are, we don't have breed-specific legislation. You can't discriminate against breeds in this state. So that irritates me beyond. <laughs> oh, don't get me on a roll. Don't get me on a roll. Any more pet peeves while we're at it? <laughs> no, that's it. I, I I should let you get onto your subject matter, because oh. I'm I've been taking up lots of talking time. That's all right, it's just totally fine. Randomly. Well, we had a nice Easter, didn't we, Jim? We did. It was very quick and short. It was nice though. We went over to Frankie Frankie Moreno's house, friend of ours, who Jim plays with. And if you've not seen Frankie perform in town in Vegas, you must go and see him. He's at the Golden Nugget. Jim is his baritone player. And it's an 11-piece uh, band. It's phenomenal. If you love live music, which who doesn't, but you really want to see showmanship and a really great musical experience, then you need to go and see Frankie Moreno. Not Frank Moreno, the drag queen. He's very good, but don't get them mixed up. <laughs> maybe they should do. Maybe they should do a show together to prove there are two different people, Jim. That'd be cool. <laughs> because you know how many people go, oh, I love a drag show. I'm like, no, wrong guy. But uh, both shows are fantastic. I've worked with, with Frank Marino as well. And he's a very nice guy. He's such a professional. And uh, He's the longest running oh. headliner in Las Vegas history at this point. Is he really? Yep. Phenomenal. Yeah, I think so. Worked very, very, very hard. And uh, has always worked. So it's wonderful. You'll know him because he, he was... Uh, uh, Joan Rivers's Joan Rivers favorite drag queen because he used to be Joan and very very good at it. So um, yeah, if you get a chance, come see both shows. But you'll definitely see Mr. Jim in uh, Frankie Moreno's show. So Easter was great. It was really really fun. We played some fun games and fun games involve words. And sometimes when you throw an English person in the middle of a game. <laughs> It could cause some problems. <laughs> but we went from, we went from, this is really funny. I, I, uh, it was a, what do you call it? You put the baby in. Uh, we call it a pram. What would you call it here? But you put the baby in, you push the baby. Carriage. No, you don't call it a carriage, carriage here. Baby stroller. Stroller, 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 yeah. Which we don't call it that in England. Call it a pram. Anyway. So I had I had a picture of a pram and I had to write write down what it was and then pass the word over and then next person which was Frankie had to um, draw the word and he said to me you spelled that wrong <laughs> I looked at him I went what anyway so he went on to draw his thing from my word from pram he thought I meant prom <laughs> so he drew prom a prom a prom a picture of a prom people <laughs> and then I went. You don't think I could spell prom? <laughs> what do you think <laughs> prom? <laughs> it's such a good game. Oh my gosh. But yeah, throw, throw an English person in there. It will, oh, all kinds of things will happen. But Easter was really fun. And I made my famous Guinness cake, which is so delicious. It's ridiculous. And uh, it, was a, it was a fun weekend. It was a really fun weekend. So let's get on to some animals. Let's talk about some animals. Well, actually, you know, I had one more. One more. No, I'll come. Well, yeah, one more thing, actually. And it's really about podcasting. So after our show goes live, we put the show back up as a podcast, essentially, is what we do. And I've been, I read a lot about podcasting. And it's huge. I have to tell you, people, it is huge currently. I'll tell you this right now. So I found this great article. Currently, uh, I mean, just in 2015 alone, there were 3.3 billion download requests, Jim. Wow. Four hours and 10 minutes is the average time spent listening to podcasts each week. I listen to, I'm a radio person anyway. I listen to radio all the time, more than TV, I would say. Um, US podcast listeners earn on average $10,000 more than the average American. Hmm. 150 million Americans are aware of podcasting as a concept and a product. 55% of Americans of the age of 12, covering an estimated 150 million people, are aware of podcasting as a media format and content source. 
and I think it's going to grow even more. I think this is the year it'll really blow up. Over 35 million people listen to podcasts weekly in 2016. And then um, with improved technology, I think that was the biggest thing. People said, where do I find a podcast? And it used to be just kind of iTunes, but buried because there was no dedicated tab that would say podcast. But now this week, finally, they've put out brand new logos. They sent to everybody. And they said, this is what you can use now. And it's called Apple Podcasts and uh, a new logo. And I'm thrilled about that. So that makes it a little bit easier for people to find. It'd be nice if they could break that away from the iTunes platform altogether. Because iTunes is a big platform. You've got everything on there. So that would be very beneficial to us. Um, 79% of listeners listen to podcasts immediately with 50% downloading to listen later. I do know this, as soon as our show goes up, boom, the downloads happen immediately. You go right to your analyticals. I do because I love stats. Stats. <laughs> now, over 50% of marketers and agencies are considering advertising on podcasts in the next six months. Oh, yes. Trust me. Particularly when you have a niche podcast. We're a niche. You've got a pet product. You need to be on our podcast. It's as simple as that. And and so it makes it very easy to find the audience that you're looking for as a marketer. Very, very clever. And nine out of 10 marketers believe that podcasting represents uncharted territory and opportunity. It does. 60% of podcast listeners frequent social media platforms several times a day, higher than the national average. So, and a lot of this was based on... Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of these people are uh, dedicated to use of social media, and that came from Nielsen. So there's a lot of research. Westwood One came up with some info there. Uh, Columbia University. It's big. It's big. And you want to advertise with us? You let us know. It is huge. I want to say, gosh, where was I reading it? Somewhere of, of really how much revenue is generated through podcasts. Now, I've always had advertisers anyway, because this is how the show runs. And a lot of podcasters didn't. There used to be a little bit of a snootiness, like, oh, I don't take advertisers. And I'm like, wow, you people are crazy. You put so many hours every week into a podcast to get that one episode out. Your your time is money. Your equipment is money. Your electricity, your soundproofing in your studio. I mean, everything, your microphone, everything that you use. And then the time to put it out there. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> no wonder people burn out on podcasting. They're like, really? It's not that much fun anymore. But yeah, so now it's going to be a great avenue for podcasters to uh, make some revenue to support the work that they do. I think it's great. I think it's absolutely great. Okay, now we're moving on to do clause. Mm. What? You're, you're acting like you're going to eat one. <laughs> What was that? I thought of a bear claw. <laughs> no, no. What, what are they good for? This is the question. Do claws. Now, I do like Dr. Marty Becker. Must when dogs know. have to hold on to their escaping prey. Isn't that what they're supposed to but, Let me get to it, for goodness sake. Oh, I thought you asked a question. No. Uh, Dr. Mar- Dr. Marty Becker, who I do like a great deal, he created the... Oh, gosh, fear-free training for veterinarians. I'm sure I'm correct in that. How to have a fear-free practice and use some different techniques with the animals that come in to make them comfortable. Anyway, that is Dr. Marty Becker. You can find him on Facebook. And uh, and I picked up this article from him. So here are my bits and pieces from the article, my takeaway from that. Um, While some breeders do remove dew claws from puppies, for most dogs, um, those... Those dew claws, yeah, they're like the little, they're like a little thumb, yeah, and on the sides of your dog's front legs, but they do serve a purpose, Jim. What is that purpose? I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Certain breeds have double dew claws, by the way. Double dew. Double dew claws. <laughs> Yabba dabba dew on each hind leg. The Great Pyrenees and the Icelandic Sheepdog are two of the breeds that do. Now, there's a term for the dew claws, and that is the vestigial appendages, meaning. What do you think? What do you think? Mm. Appendage means like they no, finger. They no longer serve a purpose. Oh, like your appendix. But now they think the appendix does work for a reason, by the way. 
Not to get off the subject. <laughs> okay. My vestigial appendix. However, many, many pet parents, they just don't believe that to be true. They, they do use them. And so dogs will use their dew claws to grasp items such as bones. And we just witnessed our dogs doing the very same thing um, to grasp their toys, grip ice or other surfaces to pull themselves out of the water and gently scratch an itchy eye. I don't know about the gentle bit. Sometimes when our dogs scratch, it goes in I've town. never seen a gentle scratch. <laughs> I'm like, you. <laughs> I'm an itch. I've seen violent scratches. Who gent- who, anyone out there whose dog does a gentle scratch of an eye, let me know because I've, I've only it. ever seen a violent scratch. <laughs> That's all I've ever seen. Uh, but if your dogs do still have their dew claws, um, you must keep them trimmed just as you would their nails. They're not the easiest, though, I must admit. When we do Thorntons, Oh, it's the one bit she does not like you touching, those dew claws. But if you leave them, they curl right in. And you don't want that digging into, into their uh, their foot um, or leg, depending on where they're actually placed. But um, keep them keep them nice and trim, just as you would the reg- your regular nails. And um, don't opt to have them chopped off. I can't stand that. I can't stand. Oh, take chop this off. Crop their ears, crop their tail. No, no, no. We don't need to be doing anything like that to our pets. Um, so there you go. So the dew claws are important. And if you're like us and you watch your dogs eat a bone, you know how they grasp onto that bone. <laughs> like their life depends on it. And we've been there with an injured um, dew claw, haven't we, Jim? With Oh, oh one that. Oh. <laughs> they broke that glass. Yeah, middle of the night. It wasn't a glass. Well, it was glass, but it wasn't a glass. It was a, a garden ornament. I let them out in the middle of the night, which you don't normally do. And uh, uh, both Galaxy and Thornton ran in, knocked this this thing over in the garden and trampled all over it and decided to chop the little feet up. And the dewclaw was one of them. And let me tell you, that takes forever to heal, doesn't it, Jim? Oh, my gosh. Well, the doctors weren't that concerned with it because they said that the stitches wouldn't adhere to that bit of tissue. It just took a really long time. Eventually, it did heal, but gosh, it, it bled a lot. I mean, it really, really did. So uh, keep those nails trimmed, including the dewclaw, because you don't want them catching on anything either. So, so with that said, we'll be right back. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Welcome back, everyone. So uh, just before the break, we're talking about do claws. Keep them intact. Keep them trim. And they do serve a purpose. That's why they're called do claws, because they do with them. (laughs) Yeah, if you do the do claw. And don't have them trimmed off. Don't have them chopped off. Oh, don't do that. It's not. But don't nice. they do that when they're born? A lot of these breeders do it. I can't stand. Well, all none that. of our dogs have do claws. Bonson does. No, she has the pad, but the claw is gone. No, she doesn't. You don't know what a do claw is, then. What's that one? That's the do claw, the creepy little thing. <laughs> well, what's the one? What's the one where they just have the little pad? You mean a little, like, nubbin thing? Yeah. No, no, no. I thought that was the dew claw. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if Mr. Twix has it. Because he's so furry. He has dew claws. Does he? Yeah. Well, the, Only because I can't see. But there's that other one that's a further higher I know, up. I, they take that one out, though. No. 
What, um, why do they just have that bulgy little pad then? Because they need that. Why do you have kneecaps? Oh, take them out. <laughs> I don't think you understand the anatomy of the foot and the claws. I'll get you a picture, don't worry. I'll get you a little picture, Jim. Ah, <laughs> there we go. It's a good job we covered it then, isn't it? Uh, we're moving on to horses. What if people are still raising questions about dew claws? Well, only you are right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to get you a picture on the break. You can get to see that. We're moving on to horses. <laughs> um, this was a, a very good article from Horse Talk in New Zealand. Their website is horsetalk.co.nz for New Zealand. And it's about lameness in horses and how can you diagnose it. And uh, this is very, very interesting. But first of all, lameness. What is lameness? So lameness is defined as an abnormal stance or gait caused by either a structural or a functional disorder of the locomotor system. The horse is either unwilling or unable to stand or move normally. And lameness is the most common cause of loss of use in horses, which is always very, very sad. And what does cause lameness? There are a few things. Foot abscess. Uh, the navicular, navicular syndrome, heel pain, degenerative joint disease, and tendon and ligament injury. And um, all of those can be very, very painful. And the, 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 the hoof is, is rather complex. And um, so a, a number of things can cause lameness. Now, a veterinarian familiarized himself with a catalog of equine facial expressions and was able to identify ridden horses with lameness issues through studying pictures that that included only the head and the neck have you ever heard of anything like that it sounds a little bit like um you know like how chiropractors can look at how you hold your head and figure out what's going on at the spinal level yeah and these are facial expressions though as well so yeah i mean horses make facial expressions mm -hmm. so observing is really important, but it was a British study. It was reported in the Journal of Veterinary Behavior and uh, Clinical Applications and Research. And the researchers felt that the horse's owners could learn what to look for in order to detect lameness issues much earlier um, than actually, um, you know, they normally would. And th this is what they found. It appears that other issues were given as a kind of an, an excuse for a horse not performing well. So maybe it was rider issues, training and behavioral abnormalities. But lameness wasn't being recognized early enough, even though it was there. So they used what they call an ethogram in the study, which is in simple terms is a catalog of observed behaviors based around equine facial expressions. And so they used 13 individuals uh, from, this is what I found interesting, from horse-owning amateurs to veterinarians. And they were part of the study with their level of agreement being assessed at 87%. And uh, the level of horse experience really had no influence on how accurate their assessments were. And so they concluded that the ethogram could reliably be used by people from different professional backgrounds to describe equine facial expressions. And the study team, it was led by uh, an equine orthopedic specialist. Her name was Sue Dyson. And uh, she, uh, her goal was to determine if the ethogram could be adapted to a pain scoring system for ridden horses. And so phase two had an equine veterinarian trained in the use of the ethogram and was provided with a customized instruction catalog. And this is, this is, wow, this is insane. The amount of, um, you know, photographs that they looked through. But she was asked to assess a total of 519 head and neck photographs of 101 horses under saddle at both the trot and canter. And uh, 76 of the horses had previously been assessed as lame. 25 were considered free of gait abnormalities. And the pictures included 30 photographs of seven lame horses together with 22 of the same horses after local analgesia had temporarily abolished their lameness issues. Now, bear in mind, she, had, she was not, not privy to any of that information. Otherwise, it wouldn't make for a good test, would it? Anyway, the number of pictures for each horse ranged from about 3 to 13 photographs. And without knowing how sound the horses were, um, the vet analyzed these images. Now, the vet had also to give a pain score where 0 was normal and 1 to 3 was abnormal for each feature identified in the ethogram. And this was 
essentially the facial pain score, which is what you're looking for. And at the end, the vet identified a total of, get this, 27,407 facial markers across all the photographs. For horses. Yeah. So Dyson and her Hmm. colleagues reported that the pain scores were significantly higher for lame horses than for non-lame horses, which makes sense to me. And uh, the lame horses were given an anesthetic drug, and once it took effect, the scores of the limb horses came down. So clearly not being in pain, showing in their face and neck, the the scores came down. Yeah? I'm in agreement. I'm listening. So, um, and we think about it. When you're in pain, you look can look completely different. Think about the Thornton, our little Thornton. She's, she's just gone through nightmare allergies. She finally got some relief. But you'd look at her face and she, I mean, you could see she was furrowing her forehead. She just was miserable, wasn't she, Jim? She looked different. She had a pain on her face. She just was so... Misery. Un- yeah, she was so uncomfortable with these allergies. And and so, and I think when you know your, your pets well, you know, it's quite easy to detect those kind of things. Anyway, um, the... The facial markers showed the greatest difference between lame and sound horses, uh, which included like the ears were back, a twisted nose, being uh, above the bit, eyes partially or fully closed, signs of tension around the eyes, intense staring, and an open mouth, the teeth showing. I think I've done all of those when I don't feel well. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I've done them all. Twisted my nose, my ears have gone back. <laughs> I've half closed my eyes and my mouth's been wide. I'm going, oh, I don't feel well. Makes sense, doesn't it? Anyway, the study team concluded that a facial expression ethogram in combination with that pain score that they'd, they'd come up with can be used to differentiate differentiate sound and lame horses. Sound mean well, yeah, and not, uh, uh, you know, free of issues. And they said it is likely, they said, that the ethogram can be simplified to enable... Um, it's used by owners, trainers, uh, professionals, and veterinarians to enable pain to be detected without recognition of changes in gait or in association with lameness. So basically fi- seeing it earlier so they can do something about it. And they said this is a significant development towards the assessment of welfare of ridden horses. And the study was supported by the World Horse Welfare and the Saddle Research Trust. I'll put the link up on Facebook. I thought it was very, very interesting. I have a niece who's got a horse. Did you, what's it? Did you see the picture of him today? No. What's his name? Radley. Radley. She got him as a foal. Gosh, was he cute. So cute. But it takes time for them to mature and put their weight on. It's very specific with the diet. He had to eat lots of raw potatoes the last yeah, time. Yeah, he did. There. Yeah, because they were right next to the the uh, the farm there, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, did you, I don't know. Did you see him kicking around the other day? It was a fantastic video. Yeah, he's he's grown up to be a beautiful, beautiful horse. Really gorgeous. So I thought that was very, very interesting. I love it when we do research like this. Um, there's so much going on now in research that it, it's, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Like finally, we're taking huge interest in animals and uh, what we can do for them as far as like medical and training and diagnostic stuff. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So I'm jumping now. <laughs> do you like that? I'm jumping now. From <laughs> horses to cats. Mm. <laughs> Jim's allergic to cats. You have many <gasps> subjects today. My sister, she just adopted a cat called Feisty. Oh my gosh. Now Feisty has two white socks, black, black and white cat. Feisty has two very long white socks on the back two legs. So now her name is Feisty Two Socks. <laughs> I saw that cat in our front yard. And he, say, he said he saw the cat in our front yard. And we're in Vegas. This is days before your sister um, adopted a well, cat. Well, I had a premonition that they were going to adopt. I had a premonition this week. Well, a few days ago, I saw a black and white cat in the front yard How? in the morning. And it had green eyes. And it must have got on the plane on Virgin Airlines no, and flown all the way back to England. It's, a, it's like a unicorn. Was it a unicorn cat? It's a magical cat. You, was it a unicat? <laughs> <laughs> well, you remember if if you it's funny there was this kind of you know thing that stuck with people who love cats. It's like oh the crazy cat lady, and it was kind of negative, wasn't it? And um, it's been around for a long time. Oh, crazy cat lady. Well, it's slowly being replaced by this is great. Instead of being the crazy cat lady, it's cool to be the crazy cat lady. So now it is the cool cat lady. And um, 
you don't have to go into Instagram. Oh my goodness. I, let me tell you a million accounts with cool cats and uh, and their uh, their their parents <laughs> as we like to say. <laughs> but those cats they're infiltrating the fashion scene. And so it's 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 cool now to wear cats on your clothes and have a, a phone cover that looks like a little kitten. And to wear a headband with cat ears. With cat ears, yes, that is normal now. And to push your cat around in a stroller. It's normal now. Yeah, like Coco the Couture cat that we met. She's lovely. She has the best outfits I've ever seen in my life. All custom made. And, uh, you know, T-shirts and memes on them. There was one I saw that said, cat hair is glitter for lonely people. Do you like that, Jim? <laughs> I guess so. And so. Cat people are different. Yeah, they are. They are very different. It's true. And dog people are very different. And horse people are very different. Um, but only today was I organizing my fashion jewelry, yeah? Mm-hmm. And there was, in my jewelry, a huge... What are you looking at? Did you hear that sound? No, what was it? It would sound like that. Was, hmm? it, was it you? I thought it was you. That's, <laughs> something's going on. <laughs> it went, it's hmm? a ghost. Hmm? It's a ghost. Hmm? So as I was saying, uh, freaked me out. Huge animal influence in my collection of fashion jewelry and accessories. Yeah, I had a fish ring, I had a bunny, and an owl necklace, and a stag bracelet. So animals are, are creeping into everything, and I absolutely love it. And I swear, if you're confident enough, you can take one of those really weird sweatshirts, you know, the one with the howl at the moon, dog mom <laughs> sweatshirt, you know, that has a dream catcher on it, the moon. I like a dream catcher. It's all a bit creepy, yeah, the wolf and whatever. Yeah. But in all honesty, if you've got enough confidence, you can make it look fabulous anyway. And I did have a shirt like that, remember, Jim? And I just set to work shredding it rock and roll style. That's what I did. So I shredded mine throughout the back and everybody loved it. In fact, there's a tutorial on the rock and roll dog. I'll post the link for that for you. So um, other trends that I'm seeing are unicorns because, as you know, they're real. Unicorns are real. Uh, <laughs> dinosaurs and sloths are very popular in fashion. Very, very popular. So, And... If you really are that cool cat lady, yeah, you need to subscribe to the magazine called PuspusMagazine.com. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it's fabulous. It's a fantastic fashion magazine. It's a, it is fantastic. Okay. It's like cat couture. I'm serious. I bet if you Google search that, you're going to come up with all oh, kinds Oh, you know it. So just go straight to PuspusMagazine.com. Don't bother searching for it because you'll come up with some all kinds of <laughs> creepy things. <laughs> But I'm not the person that's going to wear anything that's got a paw print on it. That I don't like. I I don't like that kind of thing. But I do like some subtle animal kind of stuff in fashion. In fact, what was on my... I have a clutch bag. What does it say on my clutch bag? You can't remember? Wolf. No, it says, uh, be the person your dog thinks you are. Mm. I don't know that bag, but you've got 100,000 in the house. I love bags, and I love shoes, and I love clothes. I just love all. I love fashion. I always have. Absolutely love fashion. That's my only vice, really. Um, With that said, (laughs) we'll be right back. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. The standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. Cortisol. Antihistamine. Multiple creams. Antibiotics. Spray. Multiple prescriptions. Steroid injections. Spray. Sharp antibiotics. Steroid cream. No results. It was neglect. The other owners didn't care enough about him to take care of him and to give him the nutrition he needed. A nutritional supplement like Dynavite. To be the healthy, happy dog he is today. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Put some nutrition in your dog. The vet that I trust recommended Dynavite. The dog I have today, because of Dynavite, has a sparkle in his eye, a lush coat, healthy skin. When you rescue a dog, you've got to feed him right for life. Dynavite will make your dog a happy dog. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
Begging to hear more of your favorite show? Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. Live and on demand only from Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets. People. Pop culture. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. I'm Sam, your host, the queen of rock and roll dogs. Now, were you looking for that magazine on the break? <laughs> what was the name of it again, Jim? I'm not saying it. <laughs> You can say it. It was the PusspussMagazine.com. And it's uh, some very nicely curated fashion pieces in there. It's a very nice magazine. But yeah, if you love kitty cats, if you love animals and unicorns, just go to Instagram. You'll find plenty of accounts on there. I'd love for my sister to put an account together for Feisty Two Socks. Because my sister is very, very talented at writing funny poems isn't she and baking oh she can bake oh can she bake she's amazing but she's very funny with her words oh she is so funny with her words she she wrote a thing a poem about mr twix um getting fixed didn't she jim do you remember i thought i'd saved it what was that was good it was really good let me see if i can find it because it was hilarious so, so in case you didn't know this on facebook you can actually save things. You know, people would put, uh, people say, oh, I'm sharing for later. And I used to think, huh? That's so weird. When you can just save it. You know, actually, there is a special area to save it. Let me see if I can find it. It's very, very funny. Um, but she's very witty. So I think, she, I think Feisty Two Socks could be the one that puts the poems up there. But yeah, she said she'd settled in very, very quickly. Where did she get Feisty Two Socks from? Oh, was he a God. rescue? Yeah, she's a rescue, yeah. Oh, she. I forgot where she said she, she picked her up from. I'll find out. But she said it's the quickest that any of her cats had settled in. You know, just, oh, hey, this is where I live now. Mm, got any food? <laughs> oh, yeah, you want a pet mate? She, she's, she's that kind of cat. Like, like a kitty dog. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm just trying to find this, this link. I wish I was as witty as she is, I must admit. I'm not... I'm not as good as she is. And often I'll reach out to her and I'll say, Siobhan, can you just write me this for a friend's birthday? Here are a couple of facts about them. And she weaves it all together. And it's very funny. In fact, she did one about us when we, our anniversary gym that was quite good. Mm-hmm. But she I, did. But I can't remember where I saved She's it. She's the one that gave Thornton her nickname. Thornty. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she gave everybody nicknames. So yeah, she used to write um, the lyrics for David's band, Down and Out. I didn't know that. Didn't you know that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she used to write for that rock band. Brilliant. I can't find it. Oh, well. Did you know it's the Queen's birthday today? It wasn't the first thing on my mind. No, it's my queen. My queen's birthday. And um, as you know, she, oh gosh, she loves animals, really loves animals. Corgis are one of the breeds that she loves, but she loves dachshunds and she still writes. What's she, 91? Is it 91? Did she turn 91? She's up there. I think it was 91 today. She has two birthdays, by the way. And today also happens to be my older sister's birthday. So happy birthday, Sheree. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 91. Yeah. 91. Queen Elizabeth II. And uh, I posted a great video, a fun video on uh, on our Facebook page, Vegas Rock Talk Radio. And the video shows, I mean, we're talking royal treatment for these corgis. Um being helped up the ramp into the plane. <laughs> Dead casual. She's like, go on, get up the stairs. There's about eight of them. Is that not amazing? Fantastic. Like our friend, she loves her outdoors, your queen. She does. I do too. I love my outdoors. I love my gardening. I love, um, na- we love nature in general, don't we, Jim? We do. But uh, these allergies right now are killing us. They're, we're having a tough time with these allergies. I haven't had them in years, and this season has been horrific. And we have a pollen ordinance. Did you know that? It's a real... What? 
Pollen, but, pollen can get a fine if it shows up on your door? If you plant an olive tree, a fruitless olive tree. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think it's been in place since the 90s. It's against it's the that, person who creates pollen offenses. It's not, so bad. It's so bad. When they bloom, everybody's affected. It's terrible. It's really terrible. So, yes, there's been a pollen ordinance in Vegas for quite some time now. I bet they don't enforce it. Well, I, 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 what you can do, drive around up and down streets. <laughs> Looking for an olive yeah, tree. Who's, uh, anybody out there listening, do you know anyone who's been <laughs> fined for their olive tree yet in the Las Vegas Valley? But it is rough, though. I mean, it's that yellow pollen, like a blanket on everything, and you're just sucking that in, and it's it's pretty horrific. My my eyes are itching right now, and uh, I know better not to scratch them, but when your pets have got allergies, oh, I feel so bad for them. But hopefully we're coming out of the season. When does ours finish? June. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> I think we should go to the beach. <laughs> mm. Mind you, we did, though, didn't we? And Don't have very many allergy problems at the beach. You remember we went just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we were fine, and no coughing, and it was almost almost got to the state line of Nevada, and it started all over again, the coughing and what have you. So, yeah, it's tough, and everybody's trying to manage the allergies with their pets, and... And it's, it's someone asked the other day some advice uh, on a on a group that I'm in, and everybody said, "Well, this worked for me. This worked for me. This worked." And it was a list like as long as my arm. And I think you just have to keep trying as much as you can. From um, well, and I think what it is with Thornton, I think it was through over vaccinating in the beginning of her life, um, and we switched vets, and 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 we got so much more educated. But I, I think it uh, affected her immune system. So we re- we're really working on building up her immune, immune system so she can deal with this. Um, and it, I say it could, it could be all manner of things, but, you know, people suggest anything from add your coconut oil in the diet, make sure you're doing the fish as well, um, give them cooling foods. I don't mean as in like cool to the touch, but some meats are hotter than others. That doesn't cause their body to go and heat up to that, process the... Uh, yeah. Digestion, yeah. What's the one meat that we gave Thornton that time? And she just went on fire. She was just on fire, that poor little thing. She, I yeah, forgot what it was. Was it remember. duck? It might have been a duck recipe yeah. or something. I mean, we've changed our diet a lot and since then. Yeah, the vet, you know, she just now started suggesting rabbit and mm-hmm. venison. Yeah, she did. As options. Well, and, and rotating those proteins. But we've done everything, I say, from, from rinses, from foot baths. Uh, the coconut, the fish, the uh, we do the vibrance greens. As I say, we're trying to work from the inside out as well, and uh, a lot of wiping down. And it's it's tough. It's really really tough. And I do know that someone on that um, on that thread said, "I'm going to write a blog post about this, about all the suggestions that everybody's got, because um, you never know. You might hit on the one thing that 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 takes care of it." And, and I'll post it because I think it would be very helpful because everybody's trying to do things as naturally as they possibly can without drugs. And, and that's what we prefer. Oh, which reminds me, there's a recall. I'm Another must, one? Yeah, but this is, on, this, is a, uh, this is a drug recall and I just posted it. And this will be the last thing and then we'll close the show out. But uh, I think this is the first time I've seen a recall on a drug uh, for pets. And that drug is, let me find it for you. Here we go. And, uh, goodness me, phenobarbital pet seizure medication recalled due to serious labeling error. Certain bottles of the anticonvulsant anti-seizure medication phenobarbital manufactured by CO Truxton Inc. are being recalled after bottles containing 30 milligram tablets was m- were mislabeled as 15 milligram Oh yeah, so a serious risk of overdose to cats and dogs taking a prescribed medication. So please share this information with everyone you possibly can. Um, this mislabeled product could expose a consumer or their pets to potential overdosing that can cause severe intoxication, which may lead to cardiogenic shock, renal failure, coma, or death. Please share this with as many people as you possibly can. This is just really, I say, the first time I've seen seen a drug recall for pets and that's really really scary it was a voluntary recall of lot 70952a of uh, phenobarbital tablets usp 15 milligram 
to the consumer user level. The manufacturer received a confirmed customer complaint. There's a bottle labeled as 50 milligrams was found to contain the 30 milligram tablet. Um, they have yet to receive any reports of adverse events related to this recall. Uh, this product is indicated for use as a sedative or anticonvulsant and is packaged in 1,000 count bottles. So that um, lot number again is 709-52A, expires 1117. That's a big, big worry. It is on our page, so you can actually go to Vegas Rock Dog Radio and share it from them and tag your friends as many as you possibly can. And uh, let's hopefully get this word out there as quickly as possible so that no pets are affected by that mislabeling. That's scary, isn't it, Jim? Wow. Really scary. Well, you know, it's okay. If it would have been mislabeled the other direction, you're like, okay, well, my pet just, it's not being effective. But mm. when it's too much and you're getting, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that happens, but that's rather scary. Well, I want to thank you for listening into the show today. We, I think we covered everything in the kitchen sink, didn't we, Jim? Yep. <laughs> I mean, a, <laughs> a lot. But hopefully you learned something from the show. And, uh, and if you've liked today's show, and uh, say you're listening on your smartphone, there's always an option to share it and tell everyone about us. And uh, you can share directly onto your social media networks. Now remember, you can help an animal in need. Either rescue, adopt, donate, volunteer, or share their information. Rescue your next family member. Replace the word shop with adopt. And be kind to all animals. Thank you, Jim, for being my co-host today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yes, I'm a very nice person to be around. Now I'm going to show you a picture of a dew claw so you know what it is. And <laughs> what is that other claw called? <laughs> it's not a claw. It used to be a claw. I'm going to show you. Please take a moment to like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you post pictures of your pets. Don't be shy. Post them on our page. Tag us on, on Twitter. We love to see your pets. I always ask, what are your pets doing right now? And I get some of the greatest photographs sent to me, and I love that. Uh, thanks again, Jim, for also being the producer of the show, because uh, that helps a, a great amount. <laughs> and today, Are you being silly? No, it oh. does. I couldn't do the show without you. And today, you've been listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio, where it is all about our pets, people, and pop culture. I'm your host, Sam, the queen of rock and roll dogs. And always kiss your pets. Good morning and good night. And I'll see you next time. Listening to Vegas Rock Dog Radio. Pets, people, pop culture. Let's talk pets every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.